0: Hi everybody, it's Kayla back again with another episode of the Pursuit of Power podcast. Today on the second episode, I am interviewing my friend Emily, who's been a med surge nurse for three years now. She gave some great insight into the profession of nursing and her time in nursing school. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview, and if you do, be sure to leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Thanks! Hey everybody it's Kayla back again with another video and today I'm interviewing my friend Emily Emily go ahead and introduce yourself
1: hi so I'm Emily um, so I graduated with my bachelor's of science in nursing from Mount St. Mary College back in 2016 um, I've been a nurse for about three years now
0: can you tell us what department or specialty that you work in in the nursing field
1: Sure. So I work on a medical surgical floor with uh, telemetry monitoring. So medical surgical. So medically, it could be anybody coming in with pneumonia or, you know, like a stomach issue, like appendicitis or something like that. And then surgical, we do um, a lot of surgeries, a lot of abdominal surgeries. People get those appendixes taken out. We also specialize in bariatric surgery. It's uh, the patients who get weight loss surgery. We're actually like accredited by New York State, and we're really proud about that. And we also do a lot of um, -of end-of-life care patients and hospice patients. So it's a broad range of things that we deal with. And the telemetry monitoring part is um, for the patients who wear wear a monitor that continuously looks at their heart rhythm. Wow,
0: that is a really
1: broad range of um, patients that you see. Oh, yes. (laughs)
0: Can you tell us how you became interested in nursing and how you decided to pursue it in college?
1: Sure, yeah. So actually, it's funny. In high school, I was always torn between education because I wanted to be a teacher. And then nursing was something that was always in the back of my mind. I come from a family of nurses. My mother and my aunt are both nurses. So that influence was kind of always there. Um, But it was about junior year. When I actually started becoming active in the gym and I was, more, I was getting more and more interested with like the human body, and I just really wanted to know the why and how behind why our human body is how it is, and I just wanted to know more. So that's when I decided for nursing, and I really do have a passion for caring for people. It's just part of my personality. I've always been like that, even when I was a child, so I just went with it. Would you say that nursing school was worth it for you? Uh, I would say so. I mean, it was definitely, it was definitely hard in the beginning as far as, well, the prereq classes weren't that bad. My actual plan initially was to go to a community college first and then take the prereqs and then transfer to this Bachelor of Science um, four-year nursing school, I went uh, Mount St. Mary's. But once I got accepted to Mount St. Mary's and it was a very selective uh, program, I just, I went with it. I mean, I got some scholarships, like some financial aid and all of that, and it's a private Catholic college, so it wasn't the cheapest, but it was completely worth it money-wise and just comforting knowing that I was in the nursing program. And the classes were actually they were they were nicely designed, but there were definitely some hard times balancing like work, school, and personal life. It was it's a lot.
0: I bet just for like any major in college, but Mm -hmm. The things that you're doing in the nursing program are so like technical and clinical.
1: Yes. Yeah, definitely.
0: What is your opinion on the future of BSN holding nurses versus associate holding RNs? Uh,
1: So that's actually something that my, yeah, my hospital is um, pretty focused on. So we have our goal. So we're, our hospital is a magnet certified hospital which I can go into a whole nother rant about that. But basically, um, their their goal is to have at least um, more than 80% of the nurses to have their bachelors. But I do work, because really it's like, Magnet like is mostly focused on the nurses, like having a nurse-driven hospital. Because honestly, I'll tell you right now, between the doctors and all the other departments, nurses really do run the show, I'm just saying. So it's really important that the nurses are, you know, educated and they know what's going on. And, um, I mean, I do work with some associate nurses as well, but they, they are, there's nothing to say that they don't have less skills or anything. If anything, they, they really do know what they're doing. It's based really based on like your skills and how long you've been a nurse for. And the ones who have been associate nurses have been nurses longer than I have. And I, they're my go-to sometimes I go to them with questions all the time. So I don't know if, I don't know what, I mean, the stress of, they just think that if you're bachelor prepared, you've been in school for, so associates two years, the bachelor's four years. So they think that two extra years of nursing is going to do more. But I think you learn through experience so much more than what you are taught in a classroom.
0: Would you say that the older population of nurses tend to just be, Associate degree holding RNs versus the younger population. The younger population is tending to be more bachelor holding.
1: Yeah, no, that, that that definitely I do agree with that, and I think it's also because associate back in the day when they went to school, like that was the, that was acceptable, you know, to be to do the associate. But as now they're, I mean, just not even just because of this magnet thing, like I was talking about, wanting to have bachelor prepared nurses. It's just they keep adding more and more schooling. So they want you to, but as the longer you're out of school, the harder it is to go back to school. Like, So that's a little hard. I'm actually, in the fall, I'm actually going back for my master's family nurse practitioner. So doctors
0: have residencies. Do nurses have a similar equivalent for area specialties in medicine?
1: Um, so we don't really have residencies like doctors do, but we do... Any nurse that comes to the hospital, whether it's a new graduate nurse or just somebody who's new to our facility, they go through training. I mean, as any, any new employee goes to general orientation and everything. But based on the unit that the nurse is working on, or if she wants to transfer to another unit, let's say so I, I work in a medical surgical unit, I, you know, I told you like what what my job consists of for the most part. If I wanted to go to a more critical care unit, like intensive care they deal with a lot sicker patients and they deal with a lot of multiple medical issues at once. So that's something that I would have to go. I would be in an extensive orientation and because that the the patients are so sick, the nurse to patient ratio is about like one nurse has about two patients because there's so much going on. And that's something that you could guess consider as a residency. Like you would have an, or you would have a preceptor, for that time, but they would never just let you off on your own if you didn't feel comfortable or if they didn't feel comfortable. So it could go anywhere from a couple of weeks to a couple of months of training. So
0: that's nothing compared to doctors. I think doctors' residencies are usually like two, three plus years, depending on the
1: specialty. Right. That's a long time.
0: <laughs> Was there ever a um time where you considered a different medical career?
1: Uh medically Well, you know, it's funny because I was initially between the whole education and nursing thing. I don't know how this even came into my mind, but I was thinking to become a dental hygienist or dentist now. No, not, not, no, thank you. Um, But medically, I don't really want to so much be a physician. Like I told like I'm going back to school to be a nurse practitioner. So that's that's like that's a level below a doctor, but it's a level above a registered nurse. So I actually will have the uh, um the opportunity to diagnose and write prescriptions and treat patients at a higher level than I can right now. Uh, but that's as far as I would go medically. I think you definitely made the smart choice
0: choosing nursing over dental hygienist because I don't think a lot of people who aren't educated about the two different careers they don't realize that. Nursing has so much more flexibility than a dental hygienist. When you're a dental hygienist, your job really depends on the particular dental office that you work in. When as a nurse, you can work, you know, there's so so many more opportunities.
1: Absolutely. There's so many different settings that you can work in. You can work in a hospital, a doctor's office. You can work, like my aunt, she's a home care nurse. She goes to people's houses and cares for them. There's so many things you can do. What would you say the perks of nursing are? for you. So with every job, there are pluses and minuses, of course. So I think, I mean, on there's, I mean, there are definitely perks, just if you're assigned to like the same patient group for a couple days and also side note scheduling, you can do, you can work a couple of days in a row, or you can just work one day, be off a couple of days, depending on how many hour shifts you do. But if you're assigned to the same patient and you're with them for, you know, a few days to see the progression from when they first come in, when they're so sick and to see how they progress over those few days, like they make a complete 360 and they, just the way that they recover and they heal it's that's like, that's the best feeling knowing that with the medication, like the, the whole medical team and then also the bedside nursing care, helping them heal and to get stronger so they can go home. That's honestly, that's one of the best feelings.
0: What would you say the hardest parts of your job
1: are? Um, there's definitely stressful days, um, especially if you're, um, charged, like I'm a charge nurse sometimes. So I'm responsible for overseeing the whole unit. We do have a manager and assistant manager who are there, but I'm responsible for assigning where the admissions from, like say the emergency department is sending out patients to our floor or for transferring a patient to a critical, more critical care unit. I'm responsible for assigning who's, which nurse is getting it. And all of that. Um, but actual nursing care-wise, I think the hardest thing is when a patient is decompensating and they're not doing so great, so the opposite of the perk. But also with that, there's a couple times where I've had patients, like I said, we have hospice end-of life care patients. There's been a few times where I've held patients' hands as they took their last breath. And that to me is I'd say it's a perk as far as I felt I felt honorable that I was able I felt honored, I should say to be with them at the last moments of their life. But that's honestly, that's the hardest part too. And sometimes the the family is hard to deal with as far as in general, they are just, they, yeah. I'll try and be nice, but yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are there days where you feel like completely defeated and then you just remember all the honorable work that you're doing and then you just push through to make more impact in people's lives?
1: absolutely yeah no you said it so perfectly that's absolutely true on my hardest days I sometimes go home and I question I always I question like why did I want to do this to myself why did I become a nurse and then it's just there there's always a, in the back of my mind it's like no this is like it comes with it it's to have the passion for nursing it's something like you can you can't just make that up you you have to have the passion for it and that's something I always remind myself but even on my hardest days I still absolutely love what I do
0: when you were in nursing school, was it communicated enough to the student nurses about the hardships that you guys would see day to day?
1: Um, I mean, they definitely, they did kind of prepare us as far as not every day is going to be easy. Um, you know, you'll deal with a lot. What they t- but what they teach you in the textbook, like, oh, this is, these are the sign and symptoms of somebody who has pneumonia. Like, that's pretty textbook. But, there's, but then when you incorporate all the other medical issues on top of that, it doesn't always present the same way. So it's kind of hard to, but it, from a teaching perspective, it's kind of hard to say this is exactly what you're going to see, you know? So it's kind of, it's hard to pinpoint it, but they tried their best. I mean, most of, no, a majority of the uh, my professors were nurses, bedside nurses at one point. So they would tell us stories. Oh, I had a patient this one time, yada, yada. So you know, it, it, they try their best to prepare us from the classroom perspective. How do nurses go about finding jobs? Um, so that's a good question, too. So when um, where I went to school, Mount St. Mary's, they had a career center, which I think every school has some type of, you know, way to help with jobs and just building a your resume and all of that. Uh, they actually, because, you know, we're a very, the nursing school at Mount St. Mary's is very well known. Actually, even when I tell like my some of my patients the last time I were, where I went to school, I worked and I work in New York Presbyterian, and that's not really close to where my school was in Newburgh, and they they've heard of it. They said, "Oh, we've heard of that school. It's so great." So these the career center has connections with all the hospitals in the area, even some not in the area, like where I work, and I think it's just word of mouth. And even for clinicals, I mean, for in nursing school, they have to schedule like clinicals with the various hospitals. So I think just they have a good rapport and just a good good connection that way. So I think based on the good clinical experiences, they, the Career Center is able to link us with these hospitals that we've had clinical in and everybody's in good terms. So they definitely helped a lot. They do have, um, some hospitals have new graduate programs. That's actually, that's exactly how I got my job through the Career Center they told me that New York Presbyterian had a new graduate program for a medical surgical floor. And I thought that was perfect to medical surgical. In my opinion, unless you really know if, so let's say if maternity is like your specialty, you would start in maternity. But I think for any nurse who wants to gain skills and really like learn a lot, medical surgical is the way to go. So when I heard that there was a program for that, I was really excited to apply for it and it's actually through that that I got that and that's how I got my first nursing job. So my school really helped out with that.
0: Have you been at the same hospital so far? during Yeah
1: your- yeah so I started um, I started the new grad I graduated in May of 2016. I started the new graduate program at my hospital of September of 2016 and I'm still there to this day
0: would you say um, the reputation of your college really helped you get your foot in the door and um, do various colleges in the area that you live have different varying reputations and affect um, nursing students get their first jobs?
1: Uh, Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, Mount St. Mary's, they're very well known for their nursing program. So, I mean, that definitely does help. And Even the the schools that are around the hospital where I work at, they have good um, connections as well. So I think it's also like word of mouth and, you know, it just really helps out. How important was
0: networking in in obtaining your job in nursing?
1: Um, Networking is definitely, I think it's important in every job, but I think it's, I mean, it's sad to say, even if you're qualified and you have the skills for the job, it's really, it is about what you know, but it really is about who you know that's the thing with the career center, because actually the lady who was in charge of the nurses in the career center was very, um, very close with the recruiter for my hospital. So I think that also really helped a lot too. And a lot of nurses, so actually my floors were trying to hire some more nurses. My manager asked me, do you know of anybody who would be a good candidate to be working on the floor? And actually three people that I've told her are now working full-time on my floor. Wow. Because, yeah. So you'd really, I mean, you want to work with people, you know, who are, who are going to do the job. And I always say like, be the nurse who you would want to work with. And I know these, you know, these, um, my friends, the ones that I, that are now hired on my floor. Like I know they not just because they're my friend and I'm trying to help them get a job. Like I know deep down, like they are good because I would want to work with somebody who would be a good coworker. So that definitely helps too. What do you think made you stand out from your peers to get you your job that you have now? I think I mean just in general like making your resume look good of course on paper but also just the the jobs you like the, the jobs that you work before actually like applying for um, for nursing jobs for example, I was a, a nurse's aide or a patient care technician there's so many different names for pretty much the the one in the hospital who's responsible for assisting the nurse, doing vital signs, doing patient care, um, that definitely helped. I did that for a year and a half while I was in nursing school. So honestly, I think that definitely did help out a lot. But as far as standing out from the crowd, I think just being associated with Mount St. Mary College and I think just just the, those little catch words in the resume, it's really hard for them to know who I am just based on a piece of paper until they actually meet in person. What was the interviewing process for your nursing job? So I interviewed with, first I interviewed with the recruiter at the hospital and it was a very, it was actually a very relaxed interview, but it was still nerve wracking because it's an interview of course, but she was just actually, that was like the first screening process. She was just trying to get a handle on my personality and just the way, just like how I would respond. They didn't ask me specific nursing questions, But she said, if you had an issue with an employee, what would you do? And, like, you know, she'd give me like little scenarios like that. And I think just to see how, you know, like how I would respond to certain situations and mostly personality based wise. And then from that point, if I passed that, then I interviewed. My interview was actually with two nursing managers it was one from the unit that I'm currently on, and it was um, the manager from the other medical surgical unit. So they were both like bouncing back and forth, asking me questions. And it wasn't the same thing. It wasn't intimidating. They didn't ask me nursing specific questions, but they were just asking, uh, it's pretty much the same thing as the recruiter asked me, what would you do in this situation? Then I said, this is sometimes the staffing here. Is that something you'd be comfortable with? And we, they, they told me a lot about the patients that I would be dealing with. So And you know what, that was so long ago, that was almost three years ago. It's so hard to remember what specifically they even asked me. You said that you are a
0: charge nurse now. Mm -hmm. How long did it take for you to reach that status?
1: So I've been working there for, in September, it'll be three years that I've been working there and I've been charge nurse. I started back about three months ago. So I would say about almost two years to be that, to be that level. it's something that's you you know you're responsible like I said for like overseeing the floor, but you also have to be the one if there's any issues as far as health like health wise with the patient if like they're deteriorating or if you have an issue with like a family member or just anything like that we've we've had to call security a few times, and that's something that like I have to deal with so I mean I don't mind it, but it is is definitely stressful to make sure the floor is running smoothly and it's not, you actually do get an extra incentive. You do get um, a few extra dollars an hour for it. So I guess it's a good incentive, but it's very stressful. Um, another thing that we do on our floor is uh, precepting and mentoring. So I've actually, I I am a mentor for the, um, the new nurses that come on board. And I'm also precepting um, the new nurses as well. So it's a lot. <laughs>
0: Is it common for nurses so early in their career to reach that status of charge nurse?
1: Not really so much. So a lot of the other charge nurses that we have on the unit, those are the nurses who have been nurses for about like 15 years, at least even 10 years. So it's something I think it's because the turnover, because we've had a few nurses retire. So now all the new nurses are coming on board like me. So now I'm becoming having to step up to the plate. It's my turn kind of thing. So I would say two years minimum in a mid surge setting is definitely, that's like good where you would feel comfortable. I can tell you a year of working, I still questioned everything. I wasn't really a hundred percent comfortable. I was very cautious. I still am cautious. That's just my personality as well. But I think two years is a pretty good amount of time to learn how to be a church nurse. I mean, you really don't, You really don't know like how well you're going to do with it unless you do it. So you just kind of have to just bite the bullet and just kind of go for it. But I would say about two years. And with the nurse practitioner, it's funny because when I applied for that, it's actually I'm going, I'm actually starting in the fall through Mount St. Mary College, the same college I went to for my bachelor's. So that's really nice to continue with there, the dean there she said that they prefer for your three years experience before starting this master's level. And it's so funny that she says that because not often I think about in March of this year is when I said, I finally feel comfortable enough to go back to school and to further my education. So the timeline actually is working perfectly.
0: What would you say are the main motivating factors for you to want to go back to school for, um, to become a nurse practitioner?
1: Uh, so I definitely, I'm always, at work, I'm always the curious one. I'm always the one asking more questions. If a doctor prescribes a medication or a treatment, I say, why are we doing that? What, how What does that going to help? And what's the mechanism? And sometimes I'll come up with suggestions. Well, what if we did this instead? I love collaborating with not only the doctors, but just everybody on the team, The like the physical therapists, the case managers. Uh, we actually do Um, Every day during the week, we do interdisciplinary rounds where we go around to each patient's room with all of those people. And my manager is involved too. And we go through the plan of care. We ask the patient if there's anything that they need, and like we all talk amongst ourselves. So I really love that collaboration. But I definitely I love to further my education. I like to know more. And actually, um, last year I got uh, my medical surgical certification through the um, American Nurses um, Center Credentialing Center. So it's just another, I took another test. So I'm certified. So I guess that makes me more knowledgeable and medical surgical, but I just like to, I just think it's fascinating. There's always research. Medical is always changing. It's never, nothing is ever the same. It's every day it's changing. So I'm just, I just want to further my education and, you know, learn more.
0: Do you have a mentor
1: in the nursing field? Uh, So I actually do. So now because I started with a new graduate program, I was assigned a mentor. So I actually do keep in touch with her. She, uh, she actually, she moved. She's not in our hospital anymore, but I still keep in touch with her. Once a month we actually do meet up and we talk about, she asks me like, do I have any struggles right now? Like what's good? What's been bad? Um, and we just, you know, we just like collaborate. We get coffee together. Like we're just, you know, we hang out as friends, but just also it's good to have that person to go to, to ask questions. And I'm actually, as far as I'm precepting and I, but I do mentor the nurses too. So I say to them, I, you know, you can come to me and ask me or tell me anything. I'm not going to go say anything to anyone. Like this is purely confidential. Like we can go to a Starbucks or something and me, like, I'm not going to, it's fine. So I try to keep it like relaxed and calm like that.
0: What is your opinion on travel nursing and travel nurse recruiters?
1: Um it's funny you asked that. So I actually looked into travel nursing because I just like travel as well, but my my uh somebody at my cousin actually, she is a traveling physical therapist, so she's the one that got me interested in looking at travel nursing. So I actually have two recruiters that I'm set up with and they they have various assignments. It can be anywhere in New York state, it can be anywhere in, you know, the United States. For instance, my cousin, she works in um She worked in Hawaii, so like you can go anywhere with it, but I actually asked my manager about a year ago what if I did this traveling nursing. They usually do three-month assignments, so you would go work for three months and then come back, and I asked her about it. I said, that's something I'm interested in, but what she told me was she can't. there's no way that she could guarantee that I would get my job when I come back from this three-month assignment. There's no way that I'd be guaranteed that I would have my job back, so that was very unsettling for me. So that's something I really didn't want to mess with. I mean, I, it's, you know, I'm young. I can, I'm 25. I could still go ahead and do it. I don't have a family or anything of my own yet. So maybe when I finish my nurse practitioner, then I could travel and do something like that. But right now, especially because I'm starting school, I don't want to, I don't want to move around to do anything. But I definitely think that traveling is a great opportunity. It's really fascinating to learn how different facilities do things differently in their policies and their procedures. So I definitely think that if you have the opportunity to do it, that you should, and they recommend at least two years experience. And like I said, that's when I started to feel comfortable. I do remember one year in I had a recruiter and they were so desperate for a medical surgical nurse to work in California, actually, this will take you even with a year experience. And I, I didn't even feel comfortable in my own unit. How would I feel comfortable in a brand new setting? You know, so definitely it's good to go with your gut and just listen to it.
0: Do nurse practitioners also have traveling opportunities?
1: That I'm not actually hundred percent sure about. I would assume so, but a lot of nurse practitioners when they they usually work with one like facility, like so as far as I could be in a doctor's office or I could be in an urgent care. But I mean unless it's a like a chain of urgent cares, I'm sure I could within like that area. But I think it's specific to being licensed in a certain state. So, I mean, I'm, I'm New York State licensed New York. So if I, New York State licensed nurse, I'm sorry. So as far as if I did do the traveling nursing in like California, like I was about to consider, I would have to get a California nursing license. And that's a whole process in itself with like the, like the fingerprinting and the drug test and the background screen with, you know, any new job. But there's a lot that goes with it. But I'm not too sure with the nurse practitioner, but I would definitely like to look up more about that myself. Do you work a lot
0: of the night shifts because night shifts have a reputation as being shifts that are higher paying because less nurses want to work that shift?
1: Um, so I actually, when I started the, the new graduate program, I did work uh, nights for a year. Most time working during night shift is not some people love it. Most people hate it. I was one of the haters. Um, so a lot of the new nurses get stuck working the night shift because nobody wants to do it, but that you actually get a differential and that you actually get a few more extra dollars an hour at night. So, I mean, it's a good incentive money wise, but you have less support. It messes up your body clock. And like, I, like I it just, I did it. And to be honest, and they do say that, and I don't know why they, why now I know why. But at the time, I didn't know why they say when you work night shifts, you know, you usually end up gaining weight. And I was like, well, how is that? It messes with your circadian rhythm and your hormones and your body clock. And then you also, you're eating just to like stay awake during the shifts. So I did. I gained about 10, 15 pounds when I worked night shifts, which I did not enjoy. So it's definitely new nurses do get stuck with that a lot, but it's harder because you don't have a lot of support at night. So, I mean, some people love it, but I did nights for a year. And about nine months in, I asked my manager if, the, if there was a day position, if I could please transfer. So I didn't. And then and exactly a year or two that date, I actually did transfer. I started day shifts on New Year's Day. It, so I do remember that very clearly. And I do enjoy days a lot better.
0: Is there a lot of flexibility of the shifts that you can and cannot take? I know some nurses, they like to do a block of time, like 12-hour shifts, like four 12-hour shifts, and then they have three days off. Have you found that flexibility for yourself? Is that even something that you'd like to do for your own schedule?
1: Uh, Yeah, definitely. So I do 12 hours. well, actually now it's 13 hours, but we do 12-hour shifts. So to be considered full-time, which I am, is three shifts a week that I need to do. So a lot of the time um, it is nice to do three shifts in a row because then you'll be off. You can be off for four days in a row, but even like for the, cause it goes, uh, my thing goes from Sunday to Saturday is considered one week. So I could work Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then be off Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I could be off for like a good four or five days. So that part's really nice. Um, Sometimes like, you know, you have good days or bad days, just doing one shift can seem like you, you come home so drained. It could feel like you worked like a week straight. It, it all depends on like what's going on for the day, but I do prefer to get them over with. So sometimes I'll do two, I'll work two days in a row and then I'll be off for a couple and then just come in for one shift. Um, in my hospital, we, um, we work every, we're scheduled to work every other weekend. So we have a set group of nurses that work. We have specific holidays. We have a rotating holiday schedule. So, for instance, this year I have to work on the fourth, a fourth of July, but for Fourth of July next year I'll be off. So we all rotate around that way. So that's kind of nice. You can really plan out your vacations and just when your holidays and telling your family. You know, that's one of the hardest things too is missing. You miss certain holidays with your family because you're working. I mean. It's, they understand, of course, but sometimes it's hard to miss your family in the holidays. So that's something with nursing you kind of have to deal with. Most times, 12-hour shifts is common, but some places do uh, eight-hour shifts. Personally, I prefer the 12-hour shifts because if I'm going to be there and we're at work, I'd rather just be there the whole day.
0: What would you say to the people who think nursing is easy or think of it as a backup plan?
1: Yeah, that's funny. That's something I've, I've definitely heard. I actually went to nursing school with um, somebody who said that, that they were just in it for the money because we know that nurses, you know, they make a decent amount of money. Um, if you don't have the passion for it, though, you're not going to make it in nursing. And, you know, just to be in for the money is definitely a perk, but it's not the main reason like why I went into nursing. So people who say it's, you know, it's easy. It's really kind of, I mean, it's not, if you're a, I'm not judging any nurse or anything, but if, you know, if you are a true like good nurse like you're gonna be really involved and you're gonna be very thorough with your care but if you're a lazy nurse or you just don't have the passion for it like that shows in your work and also with patient care and that really upsets me when your laziness you know interferes with patient care and caring for them that just that bothers me so people who say it's easy it's definitely not but like with the hardest days that i've had it's definitely worth it it's rewarding just to be able to know you're healing Um, a lot of people do go back to school for nursing. Um, not, I've worked with one person. She was, she was a business major actually. And then she's, she just decided that it really wasn't working for her. So she came back for nursing and she said it was the best decision she ever made. And she is an amazing nurse. So I'm really happy she was able to make that connection with herself.
0: Nursing is usually a very hands-on job. You could be moving nonstop, all shifts. What precautions do you take to take care of your body as well as your
1: mind? So yeah, you're definitely on your feet for a good portion of the day. I actually wear a Fitbit. I track my steps. I do more than 10,000 steps a day at work. So definitely making sure that you have the right footwear. You know what? I mean, you have to spend a little bit, but it's worth it. So if you have to buy like a $200 pair of shoes, it is so completely worth it because you're on your feet. I actually recently, within the past year or two, I actually wear compression socks. So they're not the most attractive, but they have cute designs, so it's okay. But they're socks that like go up to your knee, and it actually helps promote like blood circulation. So you're standing up all the time. You don't want the blood to just pool in your feet. That's how you get those lovely little varicose spider veins. So it's really not cute. So it's just better though for your blood circulation. I. Um, also I try to make sure that I get at least six hours of sleep. If I'm off, like, like for instance today, I'm off. So I'm going to try and go to sleep early tonight because I have to wake up, you know, very early tomorrow morning. So I try to get about six to seven hours of sleep. And I mean, sleep is sleep. You try to sleep as much as you can, but definitely resting and not doing anything too strenuous. Um, I'm, I actively go to the gym. I do a lot of weightlifting. So I usually go on the days that I'm not working. I definitely, after working a 12-hour shift, there's no way that I could go to the gym after work. I've tried that, and it's it's just not it's not a good combination. You're just so drained. So, just like also taking care of yourself because if you if you're not in good health, how are you going to take care of your patients who need you? So I'm also you know I eat very healthy as well. So that's just me personally, and then it just benefits me in my job that I can run around and do this and that you have to do, you have to lift patients. Sometimes it's a strenuous. So it's definitely, and they actually, even during orientation, they go through like a whole lesson and everything on how to properly lift patients, like, you know, to not hurt your back and to also not hurt the patient, but to also for you as well. Cause yeah, if you can't help them, then the patient's helpless, you know? Do nurses have to worry
0: about liability insurance like doctors do, or does the hospital kind of just take on that risk for the nurses?
1: Um, so some hospitals, I believe, they do. They do have um, malpractice insurance. Um, with my mother being a nurse, she told me right off the bat, and I do have. I do have my own malpractice insurance. It's really not that expensive, but just it gives you peace of mind. You know, if anything, you know. Um, just to make sure that like you are covered. And it's so funny because I was just mentioning this to a nurse the other day. And she, she even said she goes to malpractice. She's like, Oh, like we, we can get that. What is that? I was like, Oh my gosh, like they don't tell you about that. If my mother wasn't a nurse, I never would have known. They actually, nobody in nursing school actually mentioned that, which is also kind of scary. So for any nurses out there, I highly recommend getting malpractice insurance. It's really not that expensive. It's mentally, it's worth it. What jobs in nursing would be considered the most prestigious? Um, There is, like I said, there's so many different things you can do with nursing. So you can work in a hospital, a doctor's office. There are even nurses that can work from home. They like, they do insurance claims online. Like there's so many things you can do. Prestigious wise, I would say, I don't know. I personally, I love the bedside. I'm, I'm all for that. So prestigious I don't know if if you're not down to be you know like down to being on the bedside then I guess you can work you know like from a computer setting or like even like a desk a lot of our case managers actually have been well still they still are nurses but they were bedside and they went into case management so now they work in an office I mean prestigious wise it all depends on what your perspective of that is and what you're interested in. But I think prestigious is where I like working where I am at the bedside. Do nurses have to be technology savvy to
0: keep up with the technological advances in medicine?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes. (laughs) It's a, yes. Technology, it's a blessing and a curse. I will say that even though I'm young, I still, I still get frustrated with technology sometimes. So um, in my hospital, everything that we do charting wise is in the computer, and that's funny because that's something that the older associate nurses sometimes have trouble with because they're so they're used to doing paper charting. Actually, in nursing homes, I think they still do paper charting, which is beyond insane to me, but okay, fine. So there's a lot with the computer um, that needs to be done. and we are actually in the process of changing over from um, a different charting style. Not style, but different charting program, I should say. So that's going to be a whole learning curve for us. Um, we have the medication pumps where we give uh, intravenous medication. Uh, those pumps, uh, we just changed those over. So that was another learning curve. And another thing that just happened too, which I think is I think it's actually a good thing. Like I said, it's a blessing and a curse. We now have um, iPhones that we carry around with us, the hospital, the hospital provides. So we pick one up in the morning when we start our shifts. And then at the end of the day, we put it back. So we log into it. We're able to text all everybody on the unit, all the doctors, for the most part, if you're a hospitalist is a doctor who's in-house and they're scheduled, they're assigned to certain patients. If it's a private doctor, they don't have this, it's called a mobile heartbeat. They don't have this function. So you have to actually call the office to get a hold of them, but we actually have their cell phone number. So we just call them that way. But, um, This mobile heartbeat is really good because you can text. You can text anybody in dietary in the kitchen to say, you know, this patient wants an applesauce. Like, can you bring that up? And you can text your nursing aides to ask them to bring something to you and the doctors. So that part is really nice. So you can stay in touch with everything, or you can text the doctor. Like, oh, the family member is here for this patient. Like, can you come and speak to them? So that's kind of nice too. And they're just like a phone call away. So I think that's really nice, but it's also a lot of stimulation overload where I, there's so much going on during the day and I just, even during lunch, I just want like at least just like 10 minutes just to inhale my food, just to eat and my phone's going off. It's just, it's a lot of stimulation. So, I mean, technology, it is good, but it's also, you know, it's, it's kind of exhausting. <laughs> Do you
0: believe there are entrepreneurship opportunities
1: in nursing um, entrepreneurship wise, I mean, nursing, once you have your degree, you can, I can say, I guess you could say you could almost go and do anything. Uh, and that's not something I'm really a hundred percent like familiar with, but you know, like I said, the home health stuff, that's something you can kind of do on your own, like private duty nursing. You can, you can just be assigned to like one patient, like in the privacy of like their home type of deal. Most times you go through agencies for instance, my aunt, so she's a home care nurse, so she goes through an agency who assigns her to go to this patient. But it all depends, but like with even with like insurance claims and things like that. See that's something that I I just I can't get into. I can't sit at a desk and do that. So entrepreneurship, I think you really could you could almost I feel like you could come along you could come with a group of nurses and try and start your own kind of business thing. So that's something I feel like should be um a trend. In the future. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'd like to move into the realities versus expectations segment now. What have you experienced for your realities versus expectations, um, both working in nursing and your time in nursing school?
1: Um, So, yeah. So, like I said, it's hard to – it's easy to teach to the textbook, but sometimes – I mean, most times, what you read about in a textbook and then when you see in person – not like they're two different things, but it's not so clear cut. Like you can't, at least right now, I can't really walk into a room and say, oh, this is exactly what this is. I learned about this. I mean, you start to, you know, as the day goes on and as you think about it and you're looking more into the patient, you kind of figure it out. But it's not just so textbook all the time. Um, a lot of times people say, oh, like, nursing is easy. You just do what the doctor says. If I did everything a doctor told me to do, I would kill half my patients. Sometimes these doctors, you have to double check them. You can't just give a medication because they say so. I've had a doctor prescribe a medication that a patient was allergic to. I don't know how the pharmacy missed that and how the doctor even prescribed it. These are things that like, you really, really have to think about. So it's not, there's a lot of critical thinking. There's not just, oh, someone says to do it, so I do it. You have to think, is this gonna, how is this gonna affect the patient? Does this make the most sense? So that's why they're collaborating with the doctor and the whole team is really important. I mean, expectation-wise, it's like you yeah, like you expect it to be so easy that you just do what is told, but it's just, it's not safe at all if you would do, if you don't question everything, you know.
0: What are some ways people can go about figuring out if nursing is the right thing for them?
1: Um, so definitely doing volunteer work. We have a lot of um, kids. I think they're I want to say they're in high school. They've done, no, they're young. They've got they've got to be in high school. They're called the candy stripers. So they come and they volunteer and what they actually do is they help stock supplies. Like outside of each patient room, we have a a spot for gloves. Um, if a patient's on isolation, the gowns, masks, like that type of thing. They'll sit there and they'll go like, you know, around the rooms and stock it. So it gets them familiar with like the hospital setting. They don't necessarily go into the patient's room, but they're able to just get a feel for being in a hospital. We also have another program. Actually, it's called Silver Spoons. It's actually really cute. Volunteers come in and they actually feed the um, the older patients who aren't able to feed themselves. So that's really good to get like that hands on, um, like that hands on experience. And then we also have patient sitters who it's for patients who are confused and they're at risk for pulling out like their their IV or just any they're like confused and they try to get out of bed. So we have people who actually sit at the bedside and just keep them company. Sometimes that's all they want is company. I mean, they're confused. They're in an unfamiliar place. So just, you know, to have someone sitting there with them is like, you know, really nice. So I think that's also another great way of getting into the nursing um, facility. I mean, you can also, I know some places do shadow work where you could, if you were interested in nursing, to go and shadow a nurse for a day. I personally haven't heard any of those programs, but I know that they do exist. Um, So that would be really good. But it's also like word of mouth, just like asking around, you know, like, oh, I heard your cousin was a nurse. Like, how does she feel about it? And I'll just like what, you know, you're doing right now with the interview. It's good to hear it firsthand from somebody who deals with it, you know, every day.
0: What would you say to the people watching who are interested in becoming a nurse? What are your last thoughts, you know, your general tips, advice for the people who are watching right now?
1: Um, so I would say like for nursing, like, you know, you you really should have the passion for it. But you have to almost sit and think, is this something that I can see myself doing? Like watching medical shows, I must say, I'm a huge fan of Grey's Anatomy. I, I'm just saying the doctors are not that involved with the hands on patient care. You're not gonna see three doctors helping a patient sit up and walk. I'm sorry, that's not that's what we do. So I'm just saying what you see on TV and like what actually is true, like it's not always hundred percent you know, spot on. But I mean, if you're into medical and if you're into just like medicine, a lot of times people who have their own medical ailments, you know, they're so used to being around like doctors, offices and nurses and everything like that. And they just become, you know, interested in it. or they say, like, I like the way like the nurse, like it seems like she has like a good job or she just seems like she's happy. It looks like she's a passion for it. And maybe that's something like I'd like to do. So I mean, I definitely think if you could see yourself doing it, that's something I would definitely try to get into. Like I said, the volunteer programs, that's a really good way. Um, To be a nurse's aide, uh, that's something I would do too. A lot of people, you have to, they actually do have a certified nursing assistant, I don't know if it's on a degree, it's like a certificate, it's, you have to take a class for it, I believe. Um, but for the hospital that I worked in, where I was a nurse's aide, the fact that I was enrolled in nursing school, that's how I got that job. Like, if not, I would have to have that that certificate to be. So, I mean, just to be able to practice hands-on, because they really do say, and it is true, you can tell the difference between a nurse who's been a nurse's aide and who has done the hands-on and you know, who's been down for a little bit before becoming a nurse. And you can tell like a nurse who has never given like a bed bath, you can tell the difference. And I really think that being a nurse's aide ahead of time definitely does help. Um, It actually helped. It really helps you be in tune to the patient and also knowing like you can notice the subtle changes. If you work a certain amount of days in a row, if you have the same patient you notice like, Hey, this patient is like acting a little different than they did before that can help. That can actually help prevent any further medical issues if you pick up on it sooner. So that's something I would definitely recommend if you can. And I don't know. I just think I, you really don't know unless you try. Just getting enrolled into school is something that I would recommend. I initially, like I said, I wanted to take my prerequisite classes at a community college, and then I wanted to transfer into nursing school. But once I got accepted, I just went with it because it's it was a very you know highly competitive program. So I think just taking the classes and getting a feel for it is you know a really good way, too.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. You gave so much insight and I know anybody who's interested in nursing will definitely find a lot of value and insight from this interview. Um, Just thank
1: you a million times. Yeah, no, I'm glad. Thank you for having me. I'm glad I'm able to, you know, speak as best I can to the nursing. I mean, what I, from my experiences may not reflect everyone else's nursing experiences, but I can give a general feel for it. And if anybody gains anything from this, then I'm happy.
0: Thank you guys for tuning in to this second episode of the Pursuit of Power podcast. If you enjoyed this interview with Emily and enjoyed learning more about being a nurse and about nursing school, be sure to give us a review on Apple Podcasts.